0: Welcome to Your Financial Advocate with Greg DuPont from DuPont Wealth Solutions. As a practicing advisor and attorney, Greg teaches pre-retirees how to reduce debt and taxes and save with less risk so they have more spendable income and plan their way to a better life. Join us for this journey where Greg draws on years of experience and guest experts to help listeners achieve more spendable income for retirement.
1: Hello and welcome to Your Financial Advocate with Greg DuPont of DuPont Wealth Solutions. Greg, so good to see you again. How are you? I am doing
2: fantastic, Greg. How have you been holding up these days?
1: I'm doing fine. I am, uh, you know, life is busy. Life comes at us fast. Uh, you've got a guest on that I'm a little concerned about. He's in the middle of a stampede. I'm, I'm hoping he's safe.
2: We're, <laughs> we're hoping we can get through this before those buffalo
1: catch up with him. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> Greg, who'd you bring on the show today?
2: So, uh, Eric, I am very happy to be able to uh, present today's guest, uh, Richard Davis. Uh, Richard is an expert in, I'm going to say, just about all things real estate related, but very much uh, a source that people should uh, know about. Uh, And he's got some information that uh, I think our listeners are going to really find uh, very helpful as they are trying to navigate this new world that we've been talking about for the last several episodes.
1: Well, I'm very excited to hear that because I'm real estate has been on my mind. You know that. So I'm going to let you get to it. And I'm going to learn with the audience.
2: All right. Thanks, Eric. So Richard, welcome. Thank you for taking some time and joining us today. Thank you. My pleasure. Good to be here. So um, if you would uh, just take a moment and uh, like to give you the opportunity to share a bit of your story, your, your entrepreneurial journey, what got you here and, uh, what's, uh, what you consider to be, uh, your specialty at this point in time.
3: Absolutely. I, uh, I've been at this for, for many decades. I uh, got my real estate license when I was in college, I was 19 years old. Uh, so obviously I've, I've always considered it my passion to to uh, buy, sell, trade broker and, um, uh, you know, my first couple of years, I did the classic uh, residential, buying and selling single families. Uh, I don't do that at all anymore. I just do multifamily real estate and large transactions of, of equestrian farmland and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, I specialize in, in apartment buildings. Um, I don't really do a whole lot of, uh, of uh, retail. Bill Gates told me not to do that about 20 years ago. And, and uh, you know, Amazon Prime came along and proved him right. So it's uh, it's but you always need a place to live and there's a shortage of housing right now. So it's uh, it's definitely uh, still a very opportunistic time to, uh, to own multifamily complexes.
2: Well, and that's that's the, the core of what I want to talk to people about today with you. Um, first of all, your passion and uh, your experience uh, comes through loud and clear. Thank you for sharing with me uh, your book, uh, Get the Most Money for Your Real Estate Investment, uh, which when I read that, to me, that was, it just kind of was a blueprint or a primer uh, that anybody that's thinking about stepping into these waters could benefit from reading. So uh, it clearly looked like a labor of love. You put a lot of work into it, and I'd like to acknowledge that. Uh, that that uh, very impressed me very much with that. And in the last couple of episodes that I've had, we've talked a lot about. Uh, the change that is on the horizon uh, with inflation and, you know, specifically how it affects people that are looking at traditional investment vehicles uh, and how challenging that future may look. And I want to talk about the opportunities that are there for individual investors uh, in potential real estate. Uh, And now in all candor, Uh, You know, I used to own a title agency for many years, Uh, been around real estate uh, for much of my 30 years of my law practice, but I've always looked at it and said, dang, this isn't for me. I don't want to be getting the call to fix a toilet in the middle of the night. Uh, and so that's my perspective. And, and I, I'd like to start out there, if, uh, if you could, for for maybe somebody that's thinking about, okay, I've seen the opportunities. I know historically there's been no greater wealth generation vehicle than real estate, but dang, I don't want to, I don't want to, I'm not a handyman. I can't get into the flipping game. So let's start with that type of person, if we could. Um, you know, what do you say to somebody like that, that, that picks up? The, the phone says, Richard, your, your, your son told me that I should talk to you. I really want to get in this, but I'm not sure. Uh, what would you say to that, folk?
3: Well, first of all, I, I do not. And I've been building houses, I've, been, I've owned hundreds and hundreds of apartments, and I've never owned a hammer. So I don't do any repairs on my properties. I, I build in the numbers before I start to get a good management company to take care of them for me. They're better than I am. When I build, I, I'll give you an example. When I build a barn, a big horse barn, I don't do it myself. I hire Amish guys to come in and do it. They get it done fast and efficient. They get it done right the first time. Um, you know, I'm not a plumber, I'm not an electrician, and I'm sure it's not gonna plunge toilets, but I can build that. I can build that in before I buy the property. The numbers before you buy are, are the critical thing. And if the numbers work, I don't care what color the kitchen is. I want, you know, the, the, those numbers, and and I incorporate. I use ten percent as a as a management fee. You can get it done for less, but I know at ten percent, I can get the best of the best. And they, my managers now, they they collect rent electronically. They, they the ACH debit out of the checking account on the first of the month. I don't have anybody running around collecting rent like we used to do. If they and interrupt me if you got if you any questions, but if, if somebody has something that goes wrong in the house a toilet needs to be plunged or a burner goes out on, the, on a kitchen stove, uh, the client takes a picture of it. Now I've already got, when I bought that property, I document the heck out of everything that I own, picture, videos. I know every serial number of every utility or appliance in that building, so if you tell me my my left rear burner went out and you send me a picture digitally, I then forward without even having to talk to the tenant and or the the uh, the repairman. That's all forwarded electronically to him. He orders the piece, he goes out and fixes it. It's a one time trip, Then we're saving all kinds of money by by keeping our expenses down. Uh, we you know we're not chasing rents and and so forth by having the ACH debits uh, out of their accounts. Uh, when we do a when we do a, a a preliminary let's call it a walkthrough before they even get to see the property, before they even get in there, I have already run the background check on them. They can they can apply online. I know their credit report. I know their eviction report. You know have they have they been kicked out of other apartments? Uh, I have a criminal report on them. All done in in less than a in, in less than a second. I just hit the buttons and they actually put the, the information in. So What I get is, you know, this guy's good or this guy's not good. And I'm not –
2: so you've mentioned that um, you build it in the numbers to get started. Uh, so just kind of uh, taking a, a, a finer point to that. So okay, let's say I, I've got I've got an IRA that I'm going to do self directed, and, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But and, and I want to get into the real estate game, uh, okay. and and I go to to you or somebody that's similar in terms of having access to uh, management companies and say, okay, I've, I've got this target property. Uh, I can buy it for a hundred thousand dollars. Is that the can that type of investor get access to the type of services that you just were chronicling for a reasonable cost?
3: Yeah, they can they can buy the program themselves. That that gives you access to all the reports and gives you access to doing the automatic debit out of the checking account, or they can hire somebody that does it. You don't want to hire a good old boy down the street who's been doing it for 40 years because they they still do everything you know the, the old fashioned way. So you got to be a little careful. And I, I do kind of review that in the book. Uh, but but if somebody wants more details, they just just give me a call anytime and I'll tell them, you know, the names of the of the uh, software and, and so forth that they that they can buy for themselves. And uh, if they're going to be playing the game, they should own the right stuff to uh, to manage. So what would be
2: the the three uh, pieces of advice that you'd give somebody that's thinking, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna jump into this world on a residential level? What what uh, right. type of things would you
3: say there? First of all, the time, your timing's bad if you're trying to get into certain areas now because interest rates are, I looked it up this morning, 5.96%. That's 6% interest, which is more than doubled in, in the last 12 months. Now you're talking, you're looking and talking to a guy who, who lived and bought real estate back when Jimmy Carter was in office. So I know what high interest rates were. FHA was 16% when I was buying properties. Didn't stop me from buying them. It just didn't allow me to pay as much for the property. Numbers can still work um, based on the rent. And rents are at an all-time high. I don't know if anybody's seeing that, but it's it's insane how much we're getting. We, we bought a place uh, recently. Uh, the rent, the rent, the guy was paying eight fifty. Uh, he moved out. We're now getting twelve fifty for the same place. That's a fifty percent increase. Now we didn't charge him an extra fifty percent because, you know, that's that's hard to charge. You can you can bump people up, but you can't clob them. Um, but but in, you know, the 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 rent rates are so high because there's such a shortage. Of, uh, of of lower level properties, not cheap stuff, but just average properties. Are, are, uh, that that's great. a re,
2: that's a remarkable increase that the market w- will will bear on that. So so I'm just curious. You work in many different geographical areas. But where was that uh, example from? Was that from the Florida markets or
3: that one was uh, in uh, Pennsylvania, up um, uh, in Gettysburg, actually, Pennsylvania. So that's almost the uh, Maryland line. And I, and I, and I want to
2: note to the audience in case they're hearing that, that occasional moan that's in the background is not the steaming herd uh, over his <laughs> shoulder, but rather my Bernie's mountain dog on the floor, letting me know that, that she is right. annoyed by my talking. So, <laughs> so, 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 so
3: Richard's in no danger. <laughs> the, the Buffalo represent the, uh, the economy we're in right now. It's, it's coming and uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's quite a stampede that we're, we're in the face of right this minute.
2: And, and I, mean, I, I do want to get to one of the things and one of the contentions in, in your book about how good a market is now for now on the uh, for the people that are trying to move away from this. Uh, but but you said something there about your experience that I, that I find particularly fitting for the conversation we've been having on this program for the last few episodes, which is everything old is new again. We're going back to the 70s. Uh, and so knowing what you know and what you experienced then, if we're looking at a high inflationary market with somebody that wants to be in the real estate market, what type of opportunities does that type of environment present that maybe we didn't have a little while ago?
3: There's a couple different things. Number one, when when everybody else is slowing down and not buying properties, which is what's already started to happen you, It's like they turned the valve when interest rates went up, and the single families are starting to come down as as far as volume of purchases. The prices haven't come down; they're still at an all-time high. And I and I say in my book, if you're gonna sell, I mean the old adage is buy low and sell high. Well, it's never been higher, so sell. You know, get get unload it now if you can. Now you you may have waited a couple months too long, but there's still a lot of people looking for real estate out there, so. If you've got something that that you're thinking about selling and, and moving into something boring, like a, you know, a Delaware statutory trust where you you've got no management, no toilets to be plunged, you just get a check every month while you're living in, you know, down in, down in Florida. This is a great time to do that. And if it doesn't sell, that's okay too. I have a guy right now that's got two mobile home parks and he's putting them on the market. He should have done it two or three months ago, but it's still not too late because there's a lot of people still hunting to, to purchase uh, properties like that. And, and as long as the cap rate makes sense. Now what a cap rate is, it's how much you pay for it. You know, it's your, it's your net rent after income and expenses, your net rent that you're bringing in divided by what you pay for. So it basically says that if I put a hundred thousand in a property and I'm gonna get a 7% cap rate, that means I should be, I should be making $7,000 a year in profit on that property to get a, a, a cap rate of seven. So why is the cap rate important? Well, if you're paying 6% interest and your cap rate is 5%, you're less than what you're paying, you're losing money. So you have to have a cap rate that's equal to or more than the, the purchase price of the property. So that's, a, that's the first thing I look at and I can do that in two seconds you know, what's the cap rate on the property, my rent versus what, I'm, what they're, they're asking. And I'll rule it out if it's not at, at uh, you know, above the interest rate that I'm paying right now, which we just talked about is around 6% uh, for purchases. So that's, that's one thing. Now, what, what's, what's, this is what, the greatest advice I can give anybody is pay attention to the auctions right now. Because just as the market is slowing down on purchasers, The market for people who buy at auctions will slow down even more. Um, Now, you got to have you got to have incredible cash or you got to have a a line of credit from a bank to to do an auction. They don't they don't stand around while you try and finance it after the purchase. So uh, we bought one. We bought one last year. Six hundred thousand dollar property. We're the only ones that showed up at the auction and we paid three twenty five for it. So well, we I
2: imagine I imagine that um again from your experience if if we look back in in the 08 era yeah when when the market for real estate crashed there were there's just uh, so many opportunities uh, for
3: auctions coming out of foreclosures exactly exactly so you want you want to have cash that's cash is king in the market that's collapsing and and people are bleeding they these you know, there, there's people that got to get rid of property sometimes and they can't wait around to max it out. They can't wait 10 years for it to bounce back. So you want to be able to help them out of their problem by giving them, uh, you know, bottom line. Here's here's how much cash I can pay for your property or have a you know, good uh, good line of credit with a bank that that works, too. You got to just you got to line it up ahead of time when, when you're doing that. So, you know, that's that's an incredible opportunity to fund uh, and, and and purchase auctions right now because there won't be a whole lot of people at these auctions uh, over the next whatever period of time as inflation runs high and interest rates are high.
2: You know, there's not a day goes by that I'll get somebody that's texting me wanting to make an offer on my home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, it, it is that likely to slow down now because it, of the market?
3: Sure. Would. And so, and yeah, that's exactly right. Just what you said, because the, the purchasers that I have, I've got a, a certain limited number of guys that have cash, millions of dollars in cash, uh, who know how to move quickly and will take advantage of the right opportunity. Now, they've been paying full price for the last 12 months and, and not crying about it. Um, but uh, right now, they're, they're they've slowed down and they're looking as well. So if you've got professionals that are slowing down, and, um, you know, and, and obviously, you know, regular citizens who, who want to buy a place to live, that's slowing down. Uh, and it's I don't I don't, can't predict what inflation is going to do, but I can predict that if you spend six trillion dollars on something, it's got to be printed. And that, that makes the value of the money worth less. It's a pretty simple formula that, that we're, we're living in, in real life right now.
2: So I came across something I can't recall where, but um, something something like BlackRock. How much residential real estate you know, groups like BlackRock own? The, right. the The big Wall Street firms. Yeah. Um, is, is that something that that you're that you see? You know, in you know working in the pools of money that you work in, and uh, that we've got people coming in, bidding against you for some of this stuff, or or is, what what's that look like?
3: You know what, I, I've been doing this you know, well over 40 years and I've never, I've never run across BlackRock as a competition. Now I have sold some of my, my apartment complexes after I've bought them and, and done some, uh, some, some dress up, some forced appreciation. I've, I've sold uh, like a 50 unit complex to, uh, to Merrill Lynch who then syndicated it and put it in one of their packages Mm-hmm. Uh, you know which was more tax shelter oriented than anything. Uh, but I'm sure I'm sure uh, see I, I BlackRock is they're doing, they're doing a ton of uh, single family stuff. They come in and buy whole bankrupt subdivisions is what they were doing after uh, the 2008. Okay. And um, that's not what I, that's not what I do is you know I don't buy a lot of single family homes. I, I did 40 years ago. We, we, we built them and, and rented them out. But uh, it's, it's, it's a lot more profitable to have an apartment complex. And I'll give you that example of the rent. If you increase your, you, let's say you have a, something simple, a five unit building, okay? And you increase everybody's rent by $100 a month, okay? If you divide that cap rate, that $500 by, by a 6% cap rate, that means the property, the value of that property went up $100,000 just for that one increase. And then if you could you know, cut down on the maintenance fees and cut down on the management fees and you know, that increases the, the net income. Uh, you can, you can force appreciation into an apartment building. You can't do that on a single family house. You can't, there's not much you can do. And it's, uh, uh, you know, if you're BlackRock and get billions of dollars, that's a different world. They can control the market.
2: Is there, in your opinion, uh, a good supply of inventory for, you know, if people are looking for, you know, four or five family units that they can go buy, is that something that's that there's a lot of out there? Or in my impression, there wouldn't be that much of that kind of
3: opportunity it's, out there. It, first of all, it's regional. Pennsylvania, Frederick, Maryland, those areas, they've got zero inventory. Uh, you go to Fort Lauderdale and you look up, multi-family uh, uh uh properties and you'll find just in broward county you'll find 30 of them so I, when i say zero i mean i pull it up in in, uh, in adams county which is where gettysburg is it's zero not there's none on the market so it, you're exactly right there's a terrible shortage of, of inventory right now but you can go to other places uh, uh north carolina is a good place florida is in southern florida is a good place because they're you know the the Broward County Miami complex has got six million people. It's big. It's twice as big as Los Angeles. You know, we, people don't relate it that way, but it's huge, and mm-hmm. it's got a lot of fresh money moving in from the north, fresh money moving in from the the, uh, the the southern country. You know, that's a that's a market people should look at, and they can they can buy it at an auction. They can buy it just off you know off the market, and and get professional management to take care of it for them. And then when they, you, you go, you're in Ohio, you drive down from Ohio or fly down, now your trip's tax deductible because you're checking on your investment property. I mean, that's a and legitimately so. It's not, you know, I'm not making it up and, yeah. and cheating them. It's just, it's, just it's, a, it's, a, it's a wonderful opportunity for people. That's, that's why I got my license in Florida 20 years ago because of that same reason.
2: So let's say hypothetically, I'm sitting on a million bucks. Right. And, and I, and I want to, I see the opportunity and I'm, I'm cash. So the cost of money doesn't matter to me that much. <clears throat> As you pointed out, the rental co- rental rates have gone up so much. And, and I want to reach out to you and say, um, Richard, I, I'd, I would like to try to find or build uh, some multifamily property in Florida. Is that something that, uh, that could be done?
3: Yeah, and, and I would have to then I would ask you the question is is who are you as an investor? Are you somebody that's forty five years old and's got lots of money and, and is not afraid to be an active investor because there's there's di- different phases of investing you have different amounts of risk. If you're sixty five and you've already made your, your millions and and uh, you're going to sell it and do a 1030, 1031 tax free exchange then you might get into the, uh, you know, something like that, the Delaware statutory trust where you you don't have any management maintenance or or, uh, decisions to make. So to to answer your direct question, yeah, there there are definitely opportunities. We just did one. It's an hour south of Orlando in Sebring, large piece of land, uh, that an Israeli group parked to to put uh, nursing homes on assisted living. It's huge. Assisted living is an enormous opportunity. And one of the, one of the little niches that people should be aware of. And they can, they can, I get a chapter in the book about it. It's residential assisted living where you buy a house or build a house uh, that's got six bedrooms, as an example, and you have six seniors that need assisted living. That That's that's not nursing home. Nursing home, you're, you're pretty beat up by the time you're in a nursing home, but assisted living means I forgot to take my pills three twice this week. I need somebody to check on me, you know, make sure I didn't fall out of bed, stuff like that. Um, they 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 charge uh, for for a room anywhere from four to six thousand a month to live in those places. And the places are so nice, the, the ones that, that we're building are so nice that the kids want to live. It's almost as close to hotel luxury living as you can get, but it's in a residential area and that We've got, for example, in the basement, which people don't go down too much, but we've got an area where they can store all their lifetime treasures. They don't have to sell everything and make it fit in one little bedroom, uh, which is, a believe it or not, a huge deal for, uh, for seniors.
2: So yeah, yeah. I'd like to dig into that a little bit more. Um, and there, there are other specific niches that you referenced in your book. We try to keep our, our, these conversations that are out the 20 minute mark. So would you mind staying over for, for another episode? And we can kind of go into some of those niches that, that you have. I, I, and also, I'd really like to talk about, uh, the equestrian nick, the niche that
3: you have. So Absolutely.
2: would you be available for us to continue sure. on into the next episode?
3: I'd be happy to help.
2: Fantastic. So, so Eric, uh, with that, first of all, um, before we cut this off, uh, Richard, if you want to go ahead and um, uh, let the audience know how they can uh, reach out to you, we'll, we'll put it in the show notes. And with your permission, we'd also put a link to uh, your book in there for people to, to get access to that. But as we close out this episode, uh, um, can you want to go ahead and give, give some information
3: how they can get hold of you? the easiest way is to go to one of my websites. It's a Florida www.florida.cc as in certified contractors. So Florida.cc dot no coms, nothing. It's just Florida.cc right there. The first thing you'll see on the top left is a link to the book that, that you and I are talking about. And, and there's all kinds of other information there too, but, uh, they can, they can have a link to the book for free and, um, you know, enjoy it. And, uh, If you got any questions, email me, text me, or give me a call.
2: Uh, Eric, as I always do, as we close out uh, this episode, uh, did the fly on the wall have any questions that he'd like to ask? Anything that's percolating there? (laughs)
1: <laughs> if I've got access to Richard, I'm going to ask questions. Uh, I've got one specifically. Richard, here's my situation. We actually just sold our home that we were living in. Perfect timing, in my opinion. i uh, yes. not patting myself on the back, but doggone it, it was a really good market. Uh, and I've had a rental property for about 20 years. We decided to go ahead and move into that because I wanted to do some repairs on it. You know, I already own it and I don't want to buy a house in this market, right? I mean, that's that's the kind of the thing that I'm thinking. Uh, and the plan is to wait three or four years now my question is in three or four years would it do you think and I know you've been out of the single family thing for a long time you you, you said that you've been out for about 20 years but is it better to turn this back into a rental in three or four years or do you think I should sell this property and then get into something uh like the I, I'm assuming the delaware statutory trust or a situation where I can be a an investor in a larger with a larger group what do you think
3: yeah I think I think if you First of all, if you convert it to your residence, and I forget, Greg, what the number of years is—it's three or five—that you have to live there in order to get. Because right now, you don't—you don't have to pay any capital gains on your personal residence if your wife and you sold it for a half million worth of profit or less. Not the sales price, but your actual net profit. Right. Yep. You know, the number one thing I try and teach people, and, and and is don't pay taxes if you if you don't have to. So um, you know you you avoid the capital gains when you move back into that rental property. Uh, you converted it now to the same situation where down the road, if you wait enough years, and I'll, I'll look it up and see whether it's three or five. I'm just not remembering right this second. Then you can avoid paying those taxes again and do whatever you want with the money. Uh, worst case is you do a 1031 exchange and buy a, a larger apartment complex, four units, six units, ten units, uh, or you. If you're done investing, that's when you convert it into the uh, the Delaware trust uh, because they're they're just boring and wonderful in that sense. Where you, you you really have a hard you'd have a hard time losing money in those, and you have no headaches, no management.
1: Piece. All right, so, does, that, does that help? I appreciate it. Yeah, and obviously your book is in my future, so I'll be I'll <laughs> be checking that out that. again. Thank you guys so much for this, Richard. I appreciate you being on the show. I'm, I'm excited that you're coming back, Greg. Of course, as always, thank you so much for facilitating this and having him on the show. And our last thank you goes to the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Your Financial Advocate with Greg DuPont. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Greg comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. That makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family. And think about those folks that you've been talking about this kind of stuff with. They're going to want to hear this. They're going to want to hear both episodes. So please share this with them. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at DuPont Wealth Solutions, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to Your Financial Advocate. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of DuPont Wealth Solutions. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice.